Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Three-point game. Clock ticks. This was a complete demolition, and there's no other team going to the Final Four than UConn. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in, and uh, I wish all we could focus on is the uh, Final Four. Uh, by the way, everybody's brackets pretty messed up i mean if you've got, if you pick this final four you're you're a genius you ought to i i, I rarely say this but if you pick this final four you got to go out and play the lottery uh, unfortunately it's a sad day and uh it's a sad weekend the devastation down in mississippi with the tornado and the number of people that were killed down there and then today i'll tell you what if if you don't believe in spiritual warfare if today doesn't convince you that there is such a thing i don't know what will First responders in Tennessee are on the scene still, as we speak, at a Nashville elementary school. This school was only kindergarten through sixth grade. A 28-year-old woman who was a formal student, former student at this Christian school, and, and this, is, this is a um, Bible-believing Christian school, part of the uh, Presbyterian Church in America, very conservative, uh, this 28-year-old woman, former student, went in and started uh, shooting up. She had two uh, rifles and a handgun. Um, there are, well, you, you count the shooter and uh, the three students and three uh, people that work there, adults that work there. There's seven people that's de- that are dead. There are, you know, just sad, sad. Your heart breaks for these parents who have lost a child i mean there are there are seven families out there today that their world has just been totally turned upside down and say a prayer for these poor people parents losing their children children who have lost a mom or a dad perhaps the the names of the people who perish have not been released yet as the last time i checked if they have been released it was just recently Officials at a medical center say three young children who transported the children's hospital at Vanderbilt with gunshot wounds. All three were uh, pronounced dead after arrival. Three more adults pronounced dead following the attack. Uh, law enforcement working to contact the families of the victims. Again, as I said, none have been publicly identified. Police have yet to establish any connection the shooter might have had to the school. That was earlier today. We do now know that she was a former student. I mean, this is really out of the ordinary, too. Uh, a, a 28-year-old woman pulling something like this. 
We're responding to an active shooter, they said earlier today at 33 Burton Hills Boulevard at Covenant School. Uh, Nashville Mayor John Cooper released a statement regarding the attack in a tragic morning uh, attack. Nashville joined the dreaded long list of communities to experience school shootings. Well, as you can imagine, almost immediately, the party that uh, lives by never allow a tragedy to go to waste, uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre blamed Republicans for their stance on gun control for the, the I mean, that, I think that's a fair statement. That's out of the Daily Wire, but I think it's fair to say that more than just inference, she comes out and says if Republicans would pass Joe Biden's legislation, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. Cut one. As you all know, President Biden has taken more action than any president in history on gun safety. From nearly two dozens, two dozen actions, including the executive order he just signed last month, or this, this month, pardon me, to the Bipartisan, bipartisan Safer Communities Act legislation he signed into law after the tragedies in Uvalde and Buffalo. He also believes it's not enough. We must do more. And he wants Congress to act because enough is enough. In his State of the Union, the president called on Congress to do something to stop the epidemic of gun violence, tearing families apart, tearing communities apart. How many more children have, have to be murdered before Republicans in Congress will step up and act to pass the assault weapons ban? to close loopholes in our background in our in our background check system or to require the safe storage of guns we need to do something once again the president calls on congress to do something before another child is senselessly killed in a preventable act of gun violence as you all know president biden has taken more action than any president in history on gun safety from nearly two dozens two dozen actions, including the executive order he just signed last month, or this, this month, pardon me, to the Bipartisan, Bipartisan Safer Communities Act legislation he signed into law after the tragedies in Uvalde and Buffalo. He also believes it's not enough. We must do more, and he wants Congress to act because enough is enough. In his State of the Union, the president called on Congress okay, to do uh, something. It's starting to, it's starting to, to loop there, the Clark. But um, the point being, I mean, the, the children hadn't even hardly been pronounced dead. And they come out and politicize this thing, as they always do. We have to do more to stop gun violence. It's ripping our communities apart, the president said. We have to do more to protect our schools so they're not turned into prisons. I call on Congress to pass my assault weapon ban. You know, here, here's the part of the equation that you never hear liberals or the mainstream media talk about. And that is how many shootings like this, which happened today, are actually prevented because good citizens, some with concealed carry, some with not, Good citizens arm themselves. You don't hear about the number of situations like what happened today that are stopped and innocent blood is not shed because good citizens arm themselves and they stop it. 
it doesn't make the news. I mean, if, if it makes the news, the mainstream media isn't pushing the narrative. Most of the time, it doesn't make the news because sometimes it, 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 the, the crime has just stopped. Now, there are times that the, the, the bad guy is shot and killed, and that will make the news. But how often is, is it just stopped? The person puts the gun down, and he's arrested or she's arrested. Interestingly, gunfactsinfo.com had the following on their website. Guns prevented an estimated 2.5 million crimes a year or 6,849 crimes every day. You don't hear about that, do you? Most often, the gun is never fired, no blood, including the criminals, I just said. (laughs) That doesn't make the news. Every year, 400,000 life-threatening violent crimes are prevented by using firearms. 400,000 life-threatening violent crimes are prevented. 60% of convicted felons admitted they avoid committing crimes if they knew the victim was armed. 40% of convicted felons admitted they avoided committing crimes when they thought the victim might be armed. Felons reported they avoided entering houses where people are at home because they fear being shot. Fewer than 1% of firearms are used in the commission of, of a crime. Fewer than 1% of firearms are used in the commission of a crime. So all, all this cry for reducing guns as if, you know, these guns are out there committing the crimes themselves. All these crimes, it's just of, of the total guns out there, less than 1% of the total guns out there are used in committing crimes. According to the FBI's recently released Uniform Crime Report for 2020, armed private citizens killed more criminals during the committing of a felony last year than were killed by police. As the FBI's data reported that violent crime rates uh, rose 5.2% when compared with 2019, even as property crime declined 8.1%. According to the FBI, in 2020, there were an estimated 1,277,696 violent crimes. When compared with the estimates from 2019, the estimated number of robbery offenses fell 9.3%. The estimated volume of rape offenses decreased 12%. This from the FBI data. The estimated number of aggravated assault offenses rose 12.1% and the number of uh, the volume of murders and non-negligent manslaughter offenses increased by 29.4%. The Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms Chairman Alan uh, Gottlieb said, quote, last year, according to the data, armed citizens killed 343 criminals during the commission of a felony while police fatally shot 298 felons. Did you hear that though? I mean, I know, I know we hear about these, these gun shootings like today and we think that happens all too often. But 343 criminals were shot and killed by citizens during the commission of a felony last year. That, that's a, almost one a day. Now, granted, we hear these school shootings way, way too often. I agree with that. It's sad. And you probably need to look at your judicial system. You need to look at these uh, source 
DAs that are up there letting them walk. These judges, these liberal judges that are letting them walk. But I mean that that is an incredible number. 343 criminals have been killed by citizens. <laughs> yeah, it's about 50 more than what the police shot. I'm not saying the police aren't doing their job. And the reason being, um, American Gun Facts says the average shooting lasts fewer than 12 minutes. The average police response time is 18. And that's why the police don't shoot them. It's over by the time they got there. They're not knocking the police officers. They do the best job they can do. So when you have an armed citizenry, they actually are, are taking out the bad guys quicker than the police are. Concealed carry laws actually accounted for 8.5% reduction of murders, 5% reduction of rapes, 7% reduction of assaults, and even 3% reduction of robberies. Moreover, the data found that there is only one murder per 55,000 rifles owned. So again, the numbers, this is an emotional sell by the liberals, the numbers don't line up with this emotional sell by Biden and every other liberal. Every time this kind of thing comes out, they immediately go into a frenzy because they, they understand. And listen, I, I understand why many people that don't look at the actual numbers and don't dig a little bit deeper, I can see how they're saying, yeah, I guess we need to get rid of the guns. No, we don't. I mean, if anything, we need to have a, a responsible well-instructed, trained, well-trained citizenry that can protect themselves. And when they do that, they'll end up protecting others. I, I, I mean, and you I, again, felons report they avoid entering houses where people are at home because they're, feel, they're fear, fearing being shot. You know, it, 20, 30 years ago, more homes didn't, have the ability to defend themselves with a firearm than today on a percentage basis. Today, these guys don't know. The bad guys don't know. And if they know the person's armed, 60% say they avoid committing the crime there. Anyway, please pray for these people in Nashville. It is a sad, sad situation. And again, this is outside of the, the, the norm. I mean, this is a 28-year-old woman I have no no clue if she was uh, mentally ill. I have no clue. Uh, um, we'll, we'll find all this out in the coming days. But uh, again, there are seven families. The, the family of the 28-year-old who did the shooting, they're devastated. And the uh, other six families that lost loved ones, their world has been turned upside down. We'll be right back. Get the information you need here to be informed and stay informed. Put your song in this heart of mine. Put your smile on my face every time. Cause I love a rainy night. Welcome back in. Uh, rainy night tonight now. Partly cloudy skies, a low of 51. Tomorrow, more clouds than sun with a high of 67. Tomorrow night, though, you're going to have some rain. Periods of rain, a low of 43. Sunshine on Wednesday with some clouds, a high near 60. And uh, looking towards the latter part of the week, we get back into the 70s. The weekend looks pretty good, except for perhaps a chance of showers on uh, Saturday morning. Other than that, pretty nice. 70s on Friday and Saturday. 
Uh, interesting, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who is um, one of the lunatics on The View, who has no idea what she's saying. I mean, she just gets up there and screams and hollers. And I am an old broad. Yeah, you are an old broad. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, the hand-chosen audience, you know, like seals, they're out there clapping. Um, she came out today and she was basically saying, we don't know what to say because of uh, the, you know, the political correctness rules. She was upset because of the removal of a Mississippi broadcaster by the name of Barbie Bassett. I have no idea who that person is. Apparently, Barbie Bassett quoted Snoop Dogg on the air. And, and I don't even know what the individual said, but they were removed from the air. Of course, if they quoted Snoop Dogg, they might have removed the person because uh, Snoop Dogg has got some uh, four-letter words that he uses that is probably inappropriate. So Whoopi goes on and says, there's got to be a book of stuff that nobody could ever, 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 ever say, include everything she said, the things that change, that you can't say this, but you can say that, but next week you not might be able to say that, and it's hard to keep up with, and just because we're on TV, we don't know what we're talking about. Bingo! <laughs> but listen, this Whoopi Goldberg just last year was probably pushing this garbage, I mean, she's on the other side, so she's she's a part of the adversary when it comes to political correctness. She's on the wrong side of the issue up to now for the last 20 years. And said, and by the way, she got caught recently that she had to go and apologize. I can't remember what it was for, just a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I think they actually took her off the air for a couple of days. And I also think that... Uh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, Clark just reminded me. Yeah, it was... She used the word gypped. And apparently that is a slap in the face to gypsies. And so she had to go on and make an apology for that. I mean, listen, it is a word. What Everybody uses the word gyp and nobody thinks anything about it. And frankly, the gypsies, I'm sorry, this is politically, this is really politically incorrect, but um, the gypsies have been stereotyped of being gypping people. But uh, so she goes and apologizes for that. But, I, you know, I, I never even thought of the word gypped related to gypsies until she came out and felt like she had to apologize for it. But she's been pushing political correctness and this this woke ideology and this inane stupidity. I mean, is she going to come out? Ne- I mean, listen, liberals will end up coming out at some point And probably not in the too distant future because you get these lawsuits going on saying, what in the world did the, in, the liberals will come out and say, what in the world did we, they won't say we, what in the world did people think when they uh, advised that children or even adults for that matter, get their genitalia cut off? And you know what they'll do? They'll blame the conservatives. I mean, I don't know how they'll twist that, but you wait, they'll blame the conservatives. I was also reading a story not too long ago that apparently, um, I don't know if this is correct or not, I think it is, that uh, Whoopi has not gotten her uh, contract renewed. Whoopi ain't looking too good lately either. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) 
Not going to win any beauty contest. New York Post is reporting former President Donald Trump claims that Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has dropped an investigation into him over the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. Trump made the assertion while speaking to reporters on his jet Saturday night after a campaign rally in Texas. I think they've already dropped the case, Trump said. Trump's been looking, listening to news and views, obviously. We've been saying all along they're not going to do this. Um, as Trump said, it's a fake case. Some fake cases, they have absolutely nothing. Trump didn't say what led him to say that he was off the hook. By the way, a lot of people said speculated that if they actually indicted him and arrested him, it would help his cause. It's helped his cause anyway. Apparently, donations have gone up and his percentage of popularity has gone up. Trump's remark came a day after he sparked controversy with a social media post that showed him aiming a baseball bat at Bragg's head. Um, they also came a week to the day after he wrongly predicted he would be arrested on March the 21st. A Manhattan grand jury had been hearing evidence since late July that Trump uh, paid $130,000 through his ex-attorney uh, and now ex-con, Michael Cohen. Uh, Bragg was reportedly planning to seek an indictment against Trump, partly for allegedly falsifying records by writing off payments as legal fees to Cohen. Trump said he believes that his ally lawyer, Robert Costello, had effectively rebutted Cohen's testimony when Costello appeared before the grand jury to say this guy's a chronic liar. Alan Dershowitz came on last night on Maria's show, or yesterday, and said that um, this guy Cohen is, I I mean, it's not a question of whether he's a liar or not. I mean, he is. It's proven. I mean, there's there's just overwhelming evidence this guy is a liar. Dershowitz was saying that that, uh, uh, the brag could be in serious trouble even to the point of being disbarred and being fired from his job if he brings in as a key witness someone who is a known liar at best if he did that his reputation would be down the toilet at worst he'd be booted but you know what's curious about this and Dursowich mentioned this last night and this is a great point Dursowich's book uh, Get Trump Letitia James who is the New York AG and then Alvin Bragg both of them ran for office on the promise that we'll get Trump. Stop and think about it. And this is our legal system. I mean, this, this, is, uh, this is third world. This is Nazi-like. Certainly banana republic, but you're running for office. There's, you, you don't have a crime to point to, but your campaign slogan is, I will get Trump if you elect me. And they had enough suckers out there that said, yeah, that sounds good to me. Heavy Democrat area in New York City, Manhattan. They elect the guy. They elect the gal based on, with no crime, but based on the threat that if you elect me, I'll get Trump. They get elected and they say, okay, now what are we going to do to get Trump? Let's go, let's go start digging. They did, and this is the best they could come up with. A misdemeanor at best whose statutes of limitations have run out. A poll of New York voters, this out of red state, shows just how much trouble Biden, cousin Eddie, is in with his party in that blue state. Again, a blue state, and Joe's not even making it there. Some Democrats are thinking Joe is not the right guy to put back in office. A new Senate 
Cena College poll found that more than half of the Democrats in the state don't want Biden and think someone else should be nominated. 51% of Democrats want a different candidate. 43% think he should be nominated. Uh, It can't be reassuring to old Joe. Even the most liberal area of New York, New York City, only a slight majority, 52% of Democrats, want Biden back for another term. However, what's killing him so, I mean, that's bad enough. You only, In liberal New York City, just 48% want you back. Or, or, well, 52 want you back, 48%, about half, don't want you back. What's killing him, though, is 60% of suburban Democrats in New York and 57% of upstate Democrats want somebody else. Here's the biggest problem. Who are the, 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 the big names in the Democrat Party right now? that are being discussed as possible contenders to win the Democrat nomination for president. And listen to their numbers. Buttigieg, he's the, he's the front runner. How many won him? 5%. Indian princess, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, 3%. I don't think AOC was even in here. Uh, Bernie Sanders, 3%. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, 2%. California Governor Gavin Newsom, 1%. 20% said they wanted someone else other than these characters. In fact, look at those numbers. Uh, uh, 5, 8, 11, 13, 14. 14% of the, of the voters, the Democrat voters, picked one of those. 20% say they want somebody else. Not good for the Dems, I'm just saying. And this is, this is what I don't understand. This is, this is what they come up with in New York City. And yet these national polls, they're having Joe Biden beating Trump and beating DeSantis. Some of these polls. <laughs> the numbers don't add up. I mean, we've got a long way to go between now and then. Just saying. Carolina Journal is reporting Raleigh-based First Citizen Bank has agreed to buy the failed Silicon Valley Bank. The FDIC issued a statement late Sunday that they agreed on the sale of all deposits and loans of the troubled bank. First Citizen submitted a bid on March the 19th to buy the bank. The 17 former branches of SVB opened this morning as First Citizen branches. According to the FDIC, SVB has approximately $167 billion in total assets, about $119 billion in total deposits as of March the 10th. Sunday's transaction included the purchase of about $72 billion of Silicon Valley uh, Bridge Bank, National Association's asset at a discounted of, uh, discount of $16.5 billion. Approximately $90 billion in securities and other assets will remain in the receivership for Disposition by the FDIC. In addition, the FDIC received shares of First Citizen stock worth $500 million. Uh, Anyway, so uh, First Citizens, a Raleigh bank founded 125 years ago, 1898, as the Bank of Smithfield. It was the sole bank of Johnson County back then. R.P. Holding was elected the first president and chairman of First Citizens Bank and Trust in 1935 which branched out to Raleigh in eastern North Carolina. By the 1970s, they were opening branches across the state and in 1974 moved their headquarters from Smithfield to Raleigh. 
It is the fourth largest bank in the Carolinas, has more than 2,000 employees in the Triangle area. Its corporate headquarters are in North Hills of Raleigh. I just hope it's a very conservative bank, and uh, they're, they're sound. I hope this doesn't take them under, just saying. Joe, Cousin Eddie is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. President Biden's trip to North Carolina will focus on, quote, the strongest job growth in history, strength in the supply chain. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I, th- this guy has lost his mind. This Come is the, out of the Fox 8, out of uh, the, the uh, triangle, WNCN. He's going to come down here and brag about the strength in the supply chain? <laughs> Are you kidding me? But, I mean, so it's not as bad as it was 12, 18 months ago. And this is typical Joe, right? Now, he's going around bragging about how inflation's great. Because look at the price of gasoline now compared to a year ago when Joe had it all the way, you know, almost another buck higher than it is right now. By the way, it's not looking too good now. It's back up to like, what, 340 at most gas stations? 339, 329? So he's going to come <laughs> and brag about how good the supply chain is. Joe will be visiting uh, Durham on uh, Tuesday. White House said he'll be able to discuss his presidency's success, the strongest job growth in history. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Yeah. Could we lock you up in the garage with a Corvette, Joe? Wow. Uh, We're going to see if we can get uh, the uh, GOP chair, Michael Watley, on to talk about Joe's visit tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Inflation didn't make uh, the headline. It's at it's uh, it's the highest it has been in 40 years. But uh, leave it to Joe. Hey, we're going to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. News and views for our Monday. We'll continue right after this. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. By the way, we've got an update on that uh, tragedy in Nashville, the private school shooting, uh, Christian school. Nashville police have identified the six, six victims of the Covenant school shooting, which include the private Christian academy's headmistress. Uh, officials identified the three slain students, Evelyn uh, Dykus, Haley Scruggs, and William Kenny, all nine years old. The three faculty members killed Cynthia Peake and Mike Hill, both 61, and the uh, head of the school, Catherine Kuntz, who was 60. Police have said that 18, I'm sorry, 28 year old Audrey Hale, a former student and transgender woman, so wait a minute. This person, I, I've been saying this person was a 28-year-old female. This person was a 28-year-old male. This, this is how this, this whole transgender thing is, is going to really screw up a lot of stuff. 
Audrey, who knows what the real name is, former student and transgender woman, which means this person was a biological male. Now you begin to understand what the motive very well might have been. This conservative Christian school that believes in biblical values probably would say, sorry, we've got certain standards. We're not going to embrace transgenderism. I'm speculating there. That's total speculation, but uh, (laughs) end of the day, I, I don't think I'm wrong. So this biological male that thought he was a female, again, I'm sorry, you call me a pig, I don't care anymore. An individual like this, you've got mental problems. You need counseling. You don't need to be embraced and coddled. When did the school open fired? Oh yeah, we're going to show you. The biological male, I'm assuming the New York Post is correct with this. This is where I'm getting this information. If, if it was a transgender woman, it was a biological male. Officers say the biological male was equipped with at least two assault rifles, rifles and a handgun, entered through the school through a side door by shooting, shooting the lock, I guess, off. Uh, it's... Um, tragic say say a prayer for these this poor family families six six different different families and then the the shooter's family listen i i don't i don't want to sound overly rough on the transgender individual the the person needs the person needs to get right with the lord and they need to get right they need to get their mind right by the way there is a, uh, speaking of transgender, Fox News is reporting a Texas state representative filed a bill earlier this month that would ban transgender procedures in the state for anyone under the age of 26 and allow doctors who provide such treatment to be stripped of their medical licenses and prosecuted. House Bill 4754, also known as the Texas Millstone Act, was filed in the Texas House of Representatives by Republican State Representative Tony Tenderholt on March the 10th and referred Wednesday to the House Committee last Wednesday on public health. The Texas bill is modeled and named after a similar Oklahoma bill, the Millstone Act of 2023, filed in that state's Senate in January by uh, Senator David Bullard. The Oklahoma bill prompted large protests at the Oklahoma State Capitol and threats of litigation from the American Civil Liberties Union. Oh, there's a shocker. Listen, if you're going to do anything conservative, be prepared to be sued by the American Civil Liberties Union and Lambda. Lambda. Uh, This according to the Washington Examiner. Omar Pagan. Omar Pagan, counsel and health care strategist at Lambda Legal. That can't be his real name. (laughs) We're living in Yaya land. We're, we are living in the, the land of fruits and nuts. It used to just be California. Now it's all over the place. The Council and Healthcare Strategist at Lambda Legal 
told the outlet that the bill would selectively target a population for having no access to this care that is otherwise provided and allowed for other people. No, other people aren't getting their genitalia cut off. That is eliminated. That that eliminated. That is limited to the transgender community. I, I know of no healthy heterosexuals, or for that matter, homosexuals that want to cut off their dingleberries. Both bills, as originally filed, would prohibit healthcare providers from administering puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sex change surgeries to anyone under age 26, punishable by state felony. One transgender activist, a biological male who goes by the name of Lauren Perkins, spoke against the bill and in favor of drag performances during a fiery speech at the Texas State Capitol in an address that led to a physical altercation last week. Perkins compared Texas state lawmakers to Nazis. Hey, that's, that's what we do, right? When we don't like anything, we're going to call you a racist and a Nazi. Perkins compared state lawmakers to Nazis in opposition to legislation that would prohibit public libraries and other venues from receiving state funding if they host drag shows. By manipulating the words of an ancient text and shoehorning it into legislation aimed at an at-risk minority population, you liken yourself to another group that gained popularity in Germany in the 1930s. Um, The person, this biological male, kept going on and on and on. His time of speaking was up. He did not leave uh, the podium. And so the security guard came and removed him and got into a scuffle. (sighs) By the way, (laughs) add a little humor to it. The Daily Mail is reporting today a transgender woman, which again is a biological male, and the proof is in this story. A transgender woman, biological male, has called for the dismantling of airport TSA screenings after the biological male, who thinks she's a woman, claimed an agent punched her in the testicles and yelled at me for having an Uncle Albert. The flyer posted a since-deleted selfie showing her sobbing in the bathroom stall following an episode complaining that her still hurt real bad. Hurt so bad that this biological message. Listen, if this story is true, which I doubt if it is, I, I know honestly, in fact, the, the TSA worker that's been uh, accused has said this never happened. And I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, I'm going out on a limb here, but I don't think it's, uh, I think it's a pretty sturdy limb. I don't, I don't believe this for one second. But if this is true, which I highly doubt, at least the TSA agent produced some pretty substantial evidence concerning exactly which sex you're a member of. <laughs> Does it hurt? Maybe that ought to tell you something. We'll be right back. From ultra-high inflation. And it's my top for domestic priority. To ultra-high cost of living. I know you got to be frustrated. I can taste it. It pays to be ultra well informed. We're throwing money away like drunken sailors. I'm so pissed off. When you join the conversation. We're just printing more money, which adds to inflation, which destroys the American family. That makes me sick. What happens next happens here with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 
Uh, kudos to our own Eastern Carolina Congressman Greg Murphy in his questioning last uh, week and a conversation with Department of Veteran Affairs Secretary Dennis McDonough. It was a uh, March 23rd House Committee on Veterans Affairs. Murphy, who's a physician, was referring to a decision that the VA made and the policy it adopted in 2016 to purchase drugs that include active ingredients that come from China. Now, this would have been under originally under the Obama administration. I don't understand this policy, said Murphy, and we're now allowing drugs to come to our veterans as well as other drugs coming to this country that are not being analyzed, they're not being reviewed, they're not being inspected, and this is absolutely troubling to me as a physician. <coughs> Excuse me. Murphy is a member of the Veterans Affairs Committee, always has veterans' issues in front and center of his lawmaking and advocacy, advocacy radar screen. The district, I, I didn't realize this, Greg Murphy's district has amongst the highest percentage of its residents who are veterans of any congressional district in the entire nation, one in seven. Of course, uh, we, we have in Eastern Carolina, in Murphy's District, Camp Lejeune, Cherry Point, uh, and the Coast Guard uh, Station up in Elizabeth City. Murphy said that beyond the injury and threat to the health of our veterans posed by the VA purchasing drugs made from ingredients from the communist Chinese, the policy imperils the security of our nation. And we now, like it or not, ballistic or not, are at war with our greatest adversary. We saw this with the balloon. We saw this with the absolute flood of fentanyl coming to this country from China. Murphy continued employing McDonough to research and look into the matter. He said, you've got my commitment, Congressman Murphy. Again, pray for the people in Nashville. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.